Good evening, good evening, good evening. Let's get into another KG Fifth Ward Wildcat and Doc podcast, especially considering my two colleagues are about to hit the road and go to some media days for football. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing well, okay. Doing okay. Just resting up until uh, I head out on the road starting next week. Doc, how about you? I'm hitting the road this week. I'll be out uh, Thursday and Friday in Birmingham, Alabama, ready for the SWAC Southwestern Athletic Conference Media Day. Should be interesting. What are your thoughts, Mr. Top uh, 10 thought- HBCU man? Thank you. Early thoughts are the fact that um, this is you have one team that's probably above everybody else. And that is? That's going to be Alcorn State, which uh, Gibbs Jr. From? Right here in Houston, Texas. Um, he won the championship last year. He's coming back as a senior. I was going to to say where you're from, Wildcat. You Student Wood. Yeah, I said it. Got okay. You, you got your shout out. Yeah. You got your shout. There we go. There we go. Yeah. All right. And he deserves it. Uh, he's probably the leading candidate for the Ben L. Cavill Senior HBCU Football Award that is based uh, on either a player playing at HBCU that was born in Texas, um, played at a high school in Texas, or played at an HBCU in the state of Texas. Uh, the criteria is and or I should say playing in the HBCU in the state of Texas. So he's the leading candidate out the gate. It'll be interesting to see some other people that can catch him, and we'll see who joins the list of preseason candidates for that award. But with that, quick replay for what happened last year. He brought home a SWAC championship for the Braves, first time in many years. So um, they're going to be picked leading favorite. The only question mark you have on the team is the fact that the offensive coordinator, Willie Simmons, is now the head football coach. Prairie A&M universities t- trying to move the Panthers uh, forward. Panthers have a lot going on offensive to kind of chime in with Willie Simmons and what his expectations are. People are very intrigued, excited on the hill, if you would, out there to see what's going to take place there. Uh, one of the questions about is Lovelock, who's now playing in the NFL, free agent signing with the Baltimore Ravens. So can they replace the quarterback position? There's some young people in the backfield that have transferred coming in. Interesting to see what he can do. Hadn't got the name really to release at this time yet, so I'll get that to you. Um, so, backup player, whether he's going to be hurt and injured. So, that's probably the question there. But they're loaded in stables at the uh, running back position. They ha- should have John Hebert, uh, Aver, I should say, excuse me, um, that is really not only an all conference player, he's an all FCS national player. Special team player that runs the uh, football will be back. Um, you have um, um, a lot on the offensive side where they should be steady. Big question you have, Prairie View's defense. What will they do? Huge question on question. defense. Yes. Huge. Huge question. Um, probably was the overall arching question about Northern as he was not renewed a contract last year. Probably what kind of did him in in the final synopsis in terms of not being able to make that serious run to a conference championship was the fact that he couldn't stop anybody on defense. And that's why you say it's huge and you're appropriately right. Let's stick over now to the West since we're over there and then we'll jump back to the East, kind of sum this all up. Uh, Right behind them, probably the favorites in the West for most people is going to be Southern. Uh, Southern has played in the two last SWAC championship games. Um, 
winning the first one two years ago, just coming up short last year against Alcorn that we just talked about won the championship. So you have a little bit of intrigue going there. They were a young team last year. So they another year to mature. Can they stay outside of that sophomore slump, particularly the quarterback play there? So I uh, look for that to move forward. Should be interesting to go there. Right behind them, uh, some people are leaning with Prairie View we talked about. Others are going with Grambling. Remember, Grambling was literally a yard, some people say inches, away from finding themselves playing for a championship against Grambling. And oddly enough, remember, they're a team that actually beat Alcorn last year. So, interesting to see what they can do. They had a lot of seniors they lost, though. So, there's some question about can they fill that void and get back on that horse and get there. Then next, most people would say Texas Southern. Texas Southern is not going to have a lot of depth. They're going to have a good position, in fact, that they'll be playing under the radar. So, there's some expectation uh, in Texas Third War Texas, if you would, to see if they can kind of slide around the nest, if you would, and make the jump kind of late and find themselves trying to dance in their own hometown city, seeing if they can make a run at a championship. I think it's a little too early for that, but they should make a major move in, in the necessary move to get to a winning record. In a lot of ways, it might be necessary for Asbury to keep his job. On behind them is Pine Bluff. Oh, boy. Can Pine Bluff get it? Hold up, Doc. Going there. I, don't, I don't want you to, if you are, let me know. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to give away your, all your rankings and your. No, I won't get the rankings. I'll okay, just talk so about just, the teams. Okay, I'm just uh, want to make sure. We'll I want that. you to get everybody. That. All right. No, they're going to have to, a uh, little tease there. They're going right. to have to listen a little more, and we'll get to that as we got a little more time going. But we'll release those rankings in a couple of weeks. Like I said, we'll have some big time announcements coming, so keep listening. We're going to give you some more information here and let you know what's coming hard and heavy. This is just a little tease in terms of a framework. Pine Bluff is there. Pine Bluff has to find a way to get a winning record, or you might see a change at the head coaching position there in Pine Bluff. Uh, they lost their star everything quarterback, Ben Anderson. Um, so it'll be surprising to see if they can get it done. But they have to find a way to get it done, you think, uh, for them to continue to hold on. Uh, to a coach and not have to be doing a coaching search. Let's jump back to the East. We talked about Alcorn. So right under them, it's a lot of people that's really pretty wide open. Most people originally said Alabama State Hornets. Um, they had a transition with Brian Jenkins coming in, but now you have all this stuff going out there with Brian Jenkins, the investigation of the NCAA, uh, several of the programs, including football. Some of this investigation goes from allegedly they were like Prairie View. They were not supposed to have spring ball. Some people said they did have spring ball. They had it anyway, which obviously would be a violation. So we'll see where that goes. Plus, he had some violations in question or investigations, I should say. Not violation, but investigation of violations when he was the head coach at Bethune-Cookman University over there. So that is part of this that kind of started that. Not only that, he's lost his defensive coordinator. Coordinator used to be the head coach, uh, interim here for a year. Before that, uh, he was the defensive coordinator when Texas Southern won a championship on the field. Obviously, since then, it's been taken away. Uh, but uh, Ramsey, if you would, has now been named the interim head coach of Clark Atlanta University, oh. a Division II program in Atlanta, Georgia. Oddly enough, connection there, uh, you think about, remember, the new president of Clark Atlanta University, uh, Johnson, if you would, Dr. Johnson, was previously deemed right here at Texas Southern University in this 
Jesse H. Jones School of Business. Ronald Johnson, if you would. Obviously, some connection there, if you would think, with the current athletic director. Whether there's some communication there, I can't go inside the scoop. But I'm saying, think about it, people. Do I have to really say it to let you know that it could be existed? I think that's a lot going on there. And so that was probably the connection that made it work. I think it's a great hire, sidestepping the swag for a minute, jumping into the SIC with Clark Atlanta. Biggest name coach they've had in many, many years, eons, if you would, as we say back in the neighborhood many moons ago. So they're excited over there, alumni excited. Not sure if he can resurrect that program, obviously, in one year, but you'll see them playing some very good football, and they'll get some wins under the belt in the SIC. We'll run, return to the SIC a little podcast down from that. Let's jump back into the east of the SWAC as we continue to go down there. So although we talked about Alabama State, they probably wouldn't have been in two, but many people think they're going to fall probably the three or four uh, because of all the distractions taking place. Can they get it done? Uh, they have to... Uh, replace running back all everything as well so with that you're talking about either alabama a&m or jackson state bulldogs both teams uh, coaches in their second year trying to make a change to see if they can get back to the championship game uh, a couple of years ago and so if i had to put one out there ivy the quarterback at jackson state i'd make give them a little bit of edge because alabama a&m is going to be looking for a quarterback trying to replace it they think they have one there we'll see where that takes them and then, as we say, bringing up the rear is Mississippi Valley State. But be careful with Mississippi Valley State. That's Komaji over there. His second year also at the helm there. He's going to have that team very tough. So they'll get some wins at home this year, and they're going to ruin the season for some teams. So that kind of wraps it up for the SWAC early edition. We'll be back, as we said. Look at some MEAC next week before their media day, which is at the end of the month. And obviously we have the SIAC, which takes place next week on the 20th. And then you have the CIAA, which is on the 24th. So we'll bring you some news hot and heavy from both the major division, mid-major division. Throw in some inside news, if you would, for some independent programs like Tennessee State. I think they have their work cut out for them. Uh, although they were removed from the APR list, I'm not sure if they'll be in a position to make a run at the playoffs anyway. Then you have Langston, also another independent program. Look for them to make a run deep into the playoffs there at the NIA level as they will take down and continue to run rough shot over the Central State Football League. They got into the playoffs last year. Look for them to make a run. They have some serious talent on that team. They even have some players that I'll give you a hint going into the season to watch. You might have a player or two that will find itself maybe getting drafted in the NFL. If not getting drafted, really? definitely getting a free agency. They have that type level of talent playing at Langston for a couple of players that have the size, and obviously, you can't teach size. Excellent, excellent work, Doc. Thank you. Quote here as a quote, gentlemen. <clears throat> Get ready here. Clear my throat because it's about to start here. <clears throat> In light of recent off-field incidents, I reiterated to our players that they simply cannot put themselves in situations that reflect poor behavior or cause or cause harm to others. The actions of a few have the capacity to do serious damage to the reputation of our entire university. I told them their coaches, the athletic administration, and I will do all we can to support them and help them learn the values we expect them to uphold, but they will be held accountable for their actions. End quote. Who said that? Florida State hey. University President. Now, did you... Had to be, right? You are correct. Did he add to that point 
Um, I hadn't I hadn't checked this uh, because I was watching. I was looking at some at some else earlier today. Has he reiterated or has he put a a stamp of fellas? You are not allowed in bars. Well, uh, Jimbo said that. Okay, Jimbo Fisher said that. The head coach said that. Yes. I, I was just asking what it said because it was almost like it needed to be before season started. Because now sure everybody started showing up on that. campus. I don't, now. I don't know how they're going to enforce now that. Because the only one you can, that you can really enforce is the one that's on campus. Am I wrong? I, I, that's just. I know, that, Doc. I know. Yeah, I know. You just laughing at this. Now, no, but you know, yay, guys. No bars. Please don't go to the bars. Uh, off limits, no bars. Right. We got you, coach. Yeah. Hey. So now they just go have party in my dorm. Yeah, now party, they just party. Have it, it happens. House parties. Turn, turn it into a as if you can't knock somebody out at your house party. Turn it into well, the Sooners back in there under Barry Switzer. You know. Hey, but this is <laughs> President Thrasher. Johnny Thrasher said this. Got to protect the brand, baby. That's what it's all yeah, about. That's, there, that, that's true. The brand because that's true. Leading rusher Dalvin Cook has been suspended indefinitely because. He allegedly, should we say allegedly? No, we've seen it. No, no, not no, him. No, there was no, no tape no, on no, him. No, 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 no. This, this is, this is this tape on DeAndre Johnson. His situation was out of the parking lot, right? Yeah, his was in the parking oh, lot. Yeah, 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 his was in the parking lot. I'm thinking this, this was the one that everybody kind of like. This, yeah, I you, got, have, you still have to say allegedly. Okay, uh, so allegedly for. Uh, about buying, buying punching, folks? Punching a, a woman several times during an argument outside a bar in downtown Tallahassee on June 23rd. So, that's is it, the second in two weeks involving Florida State players. But he's he's a star. He's leading rusher for the t- nose last year. Yeah, he year. was up for the dope walker. That's oh, so he's, see, now that's he's, he's big time. Yeah, this, you, you basically. Just, that's why he's just suspended. Yeah. DeAndre Johnson, he kicked off the team. Like I said. I mean, obviously, they will say we had no tape. <laughs> and that's what it's, it's going to boil down to. They don't have no tape. Yeah. Because now they can say we didn't have we no, no tape. tape. Yeah. We just got people's words. They're hoping that they can clean this up. As much as possible. The well, tie it goes back to what I said another week. They don't have a team. Which attorney does he have? Does we'll he, give, he, uh, no, he's going to have a big time attorney. They no, it, it, and it, they deserve a big time attorney because they ain't getting paid, so they should have at least representation. So they get big time term, a, a attorney. The question you have on this is just how will you see this play out? We've seen this play out before. Uh, if they can get things dropped to misdemeanor type charges or waived all together, then he'll have a couple of game suspensions. Uh, they'll welcome him back and, and hope for the best. Hopefully that you all in the media won't castigate him too much. You all in the media. You all in the media. Aren't you part of the media now, sir? <laughs> yes, but I don't beat up on the guys. You know. I mean, like they're kids. They're going to make horrible <laughs> mistakes. This is horrible, so you, unacceptable. And you, and you look directly, but they need to you come look, back. You look directly you at me. You look at me. You look at me. You look at me. You look at me with that look like. Lock forever. He looked dead at you, Wildcat. I know. And it, because and, he knows and, and, football is not my bailiwick. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, well, one thing is for sure now. I'm going I'm to have this. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to have my, my thoughts and opinions. And then you got to justify me going, your, your, you know, agreeing with you with what you, with the, with what you did. Because the consequences beyond that. I hope I'm not judged during the execution like that. I won't be like the NFL. I, I won't be the single person in the room. Well, you know, because because that person is, is goes kind of off the deep end. It's all about power at that point. 
But Doc makes makes good points that Dalvin has is still on the team, and he is a leading rusher. He is he was counted on be an impact player this year for the Knowles as they try to adjust to a new quarterback. But you know, with life after Jameis, yes, that's going to be interesting. So I mean, literally start the season off with because as famously was said by the owner of the Oakland Raiders at one time Los Angeles Raiders back to Oakland Raiders and, may, and maybe back to Los Angeles, <laughs> yeah. maybe even San Diego. Depending on how Al Davis just win, baby. Hey, they got to get it done. It's big time football. So that's an update, a, a twist, because we talked about DeAndre Johnson in last week's podcast and his problems being kicked off the team for on video of him punching a woman and then a few days later coming out, a woman called him the N-word and need him in the groin and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So wait for that to be played. How that is resolved. <laughs> and then Dalvin Cook is uh, involved in a, another incident. So that's up to date with this podcast for those. But, Doc, we also referenced in our last podcast about Austin Nichols from Memphis. Big man. Yeah. And we said at the time that Memphis uh, would not r- release him from his scholarship, which they did almost within 24 to 48 hours yeah. after our podcast. They, I saw that. They uh, let him go. Doc, did you know? That there are conditions on where Mr. Nichols can transfer. I may mention Such that. as, <laughs> this is from, according to the uh, Memphis Commercial Appeal newspaper, hmm. Nichols is blocked from accepting a transfer scholarship from any member of the American Athletic Conference. That's one. Any opponent, Memphis will play in the non-conference portion of its 2015-16 schedule. And Two. any of the three teams, Virginia, Iowa, and Providence, that will join Memphis in the 2016 Emerald Coast Classic. Plus, see that those are three parameters right there. The University of Tennessee has its own little list. They're on what is a quote from Memphis Assistant Athletic Director Jason Gray. They're on a restricted list. Sorry for the confusion. This is a quote. Hey, it, it, it happens. It happens. Sorry for the confusion, but Tennessee is denied permission to contact, not because of being on a future men's basketball schedule, but because we have included it on a restricted list. End quote. <laughs> so they just make this up because about 50, 45 schools. I get to just say, hey, you're on my schedule. I don't like you. And this school over here is just. Ugly, and they may be our rival that we don't play, so you can't go to them either. It happens, Doc. According happens. to the article, it so happens. I want you to get more obviously fired up. It, I, I want you to get more fired up. Obviously, it happens, but this is just ridiculous. It, it gets better, though. I can't though. imagine it gets that better. you just feel comfortable with this. But go ahead. But, Doc, that's it, because it, I witnessed it happen. No, no, hold on. I've witnessed that happen. It gets better. It gets better. I've witnessed that happen. I've read it as well. No, but I've witnessed it. Denying, denying, this is, like I said, this is from an article that was just, I posted it, retweeted it, a link to it at VHR Review, my Twitter account. Denying UT permission to contact Nichols also goes against a recent precedent of Memphis transfers who relocated to Knoxville with the Tigers' blessing. Memphis coach Josh Pastner approved of former UT forward Uh Dominic Woodson playing immediately for the Vols last season. 
after his Memphis scholarship was pulled, an important component in Woodson receiving a runoff waiver from the NCAA. So, Tassner also ce- celebrated graduate transfer Antonio Barton joining the Vols for his final season of eligibility in 2013-14. So he's mad and taking his little ball and going home. This is just sad and desperate. It happens every summer. And we just... Doesn't make it right. Doesn't yeah, make, it, just, doesn't make it, it right, but it happens every it happen summer. And don't even say anything. This is ridiculous. You have people that have probation that is not as bad as that. It actually break the law. This guy just wants to transfer to another school, and you restricted where he can go. What happened to competition? I thought he was a good coach. Doc, if he can coach, coaches he just go beat the guy. Petty. Exactly. I'm glad coaches, you said it. Coaches petty, get petty. Which is just shameful. That's just sad. Hey, how, why are you going to be petty? You got a million dollars in your pocket per year, and you still petty? You ought to be embarrassed. Shame on yourself. That's just sad. They are not. And, and Well, I'm going to call them out. And they will. And they, they I'm going to call them out. And you want to call them out? I'm going to call them out. They just sad, petty, shameful. Millionaires are just like two-bit little children. Like I said, you have less restrictions on somebody that has probation from going somewhere. And you've taken out different schools. But I thought this was all about education. That what is about a part the of the education. What if he wanted to go major in one that, of those that schools? Is that, that is a part oh, of the education. That is a part of the education. That's a part of the education. Yeah, that's an ugly education. What is that? It what doesn't is, have any education what that on that Wildcat? What is that? What is it saying? That is, the coach can move when he wants to, but the player cannot. That's, so right. the education is what life. This is life. This is life. <laughs> so the education is <laughs> this, this is life. It's not academic. It's life. Ain't easy. Life lesson. Life ain't easy. Yeah, they need to stand up for themselves. Speaking of life, what DeAndre Jordan decided to rejoin the Clippers. And let me make that quote. We were live tweeting, you know, (laughs) reading tweets during our, our. Last podcast on July 8th. Thank you, everyone, for listening because that was well-received. Lots of uh, kudos and, and props for that podcast. Even got props from someone in China regarding the KG, Fifth World Wildcat and Doc podcast. So, yes, we're worldwide, listeners. Thank you very much for your support. Let me, let me yes. make this, 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 this quote from, from Mark Cuban. And the reason I'm referencing it because that stood out in my mind because I thought about a person that used to be in football uh, that used to handle these kind of things. This is another, another powder? Uh, not really. Is this, a, Mar- this is another life lesson? Oh, for, for, the, for, the, for this person it was. Maverick's owner, Mark Cuban, quote, Never in a million years did I think I had to quarantine the guy. He was like dumbfounded because... He just knew. Well, that's not his fault. He don't know how to play the game. He's with the agent that quarantined. Um, the, what's the center for the Rockets? Dwight, Dwight Howard. Howard last year. Hey, all I know is Chandler Parsons can make things happen. I don't know what ha- what transpired to make this for this to not happen. If you read the article about how he parted with him, he probably got him drunk. No, he did, he, said, get, he did a little more than he did a little more than get said, drunk. I'm now. talking about the time he said yes. Obviously, oh, he partied and let him see all kinds of fun things that got him excited. But by the time he, he found was, out about places in Houston he didn't know about, I, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> well, According it. to the article, that's the way it. they hung out, 
You you flying and busting all over the place. That's a lot of places to be hanging out. L.A., Dallas, Houston, three three high spots that the league would t- all three of these major league pro teams would tell you point blank. You can find anything there. You can find what you're looking for right there in one of them three cities with no problem. It's it's like a known fact. Well, uh, I, I, not that the three of us don't don't party like that because we ain't got that kind of kind of kind of pockets. But them, them guys got got them kind of pockets. They it just happens. And folks, that's being honest. That's who that's who the city is now. True. Here's a quote I didn't know about this until reading the article done by Ramona Shelburne and Tim McMahon. McMahon. That is correct, right? Yes, they both did a good job on the article. Quoting from uh, Cuban once again regarding how often the Clippers used DeAndre Jordan, not use DeAndre Jordan in the low post. Those numbers were interesting. He got 0.8 post-ups a game last season, Cuban said. That's less than Kyle Lowry and Chris Middleton. Guards. That's a guards. Guards. His usage rate was 18th on the Clippers and 6th lowest in the NBA. I said to him, DJ, if you want to be a brand, you have to separate yourself. End quote. Now, Doc, you're big on brand. I appreciate that statement. And I agree with him. If you're going to be an ultimate brand, you're going to have to separate yourself from the field. There's no question about it. statement is very accurate. So, we, so, well, let me ask this question then. When you reference it on, on that level, and a lot of players, a lot of guys don't understand that until it's it's like brought up and you kind of like to have to really dissect, you know, what, what Brandon is all about. Do you think he actually understood what he had just, what he mentioned to him about, you know, you got to separate yourself? If you, if yeah, I think he, he separated himself, but I read part of the article as well. And it seems like in many ways that he's still immature. And I want to make sure I clear this up. I understand Sometimes where you're coming from. Just people talk about immaturity as if it means that you're not very intelligent. Immature just means that you can have people that influence you or have a great deal of influence gotcha. on you. Uh-huh. Sometimes you can get excited in the moment. He's easily influenced. Yeah, which in a lot of ways, in some cases, that's fine. That's good, especially if you're not around people that are harming you. You can be influenced to do positive things in terms of saving your money and things that nature just as much. Oftentimes we think about younger people and influence that can be negative, but it can be positive. So I, that's why I wanted to clear that out. I'm saying influence. And I think he got excited. He was getting recruited, um, uh, free agent for the first time. Wine and dine, and obviously part of that is a bit exciting you. And in a lot of ways, two Dallas Mavericks, to their credit, is they went above and beyond. But oftentimes, they can also be can really influence somebody to the point where that you sell them on something they really don't. There was talks about in the article that he's the type of guy that can get sold on a car, expensive merchandise, and once he realized that it played out or that he really didn't want this, he would take it back. So this is similar to that to me. Somebody that, a good salesman, sold him on something, and he had what they call, in marketing terms, since we're talking about branding outside, you get what you call buyer's remorse. Right. And so I think in a lot of ways he signed this deal, obviously didn't sign it, let me make sure I state that, that he agreed to this, verbally agreed to this deal, and then when he had a chance to really think about it, he wasn't happy about it. He wasn't wanting to move to Dallas. It may not have been necessary in terms of how he's going to be used 
Uh, he just may not have been comfortable in terms of moving to a new location, even though it's back in the state of Texas. Well, from, let me say this. That he wasn't comfortable with all that. From a basketball team standpoint, the Clippers are a better team and have closer, more realistic aspirations of getting to a championship NBA Finals than the Mavericks with DeAndre Jordan. That's that's a no-brainer. Even with DeAndre and Dirk, the Mavericks still were not going to, nobody thought of them as being an elite team. So basketball reasons, that's fine. It's not money because he ended up signing a deal with the Clippers, four years, $87 million. The Mavericks offer was four years, $80 million. Doc, California taxes, Texas has no state tax, correct? Correct. So, money-wise, it's not much of a difference. Yeah, even with the fifth year going back to... Oh, no, he signed a four-year deal with the Clippers. Opted out after the third year. So, yeah, it's not about money. Yeah. So, it's a basketball decision. He picked a better team, and that's fine. Right, definitely picked a better team. But... <clears throat> He went ahead, he said on Twitter. Coaches, I would say, about equal. He apologized via Twitter to the fans and Mavs fans and, and Cuban as well. Uh, you know, you can take that or leave it. Take it or leave it how you want on that. <clears throat> Personally, I believe he, he should have called Mark Cuban and told him, <clears throat> if not seeing face-to-face. Oh, this is the only thing I, I, ha- I don't have a problem with. That. I would say generally in business terms that you should do that. And I think a lot of times we think how... Oh, no, like I said, that's how I think. That's how I feel. No, I don't have a problem with it, but I do want to share this. That's usually how people at... And I want to be careful how I use this terminology. People that are not exposed to operating with billion, millions and billions of dollars on the line. Oftentimes when we engage with business interaction... It's one-on-one and handshake agreements that take place. As you said, it's calls and stuff like this. Uh, oftentimes, when you're talking about million-dollar bill, whether it's CEOs at the corporate level, not just players, professionally in NFL, so I want to make sure we spread this wealth of how they do bills. Oftentimes, it's their people doing the deals. Mm-hmm. They don't talk to each other. They get the paperwork. Their people tell them what's going on there, and they say, all right, let's go with it. It's a deal. You might get some people that make some calls on the telephone, but oftentimes, uh, in a lot of situations, their people are handling everything. That's why they pay them that kind of money to do it. And so in many cases like that, the agent does a lot of this. So I don't have a problem if you're saying that he should call him, but that should be a two-way street. And that should be how this business is done a majority of the time. If it's not done like that a majority of the time, then I don't have a problem with him not calling me back. And that's one of the, if that's how they do business. And that's and one I of the issues. Make sure that's out right, and that's one of the issues that the article also touches on toward the end is that for years, people around the league have voiced concerns about the friendly relationship that Mark Cuban has with DeAndre's agent Dan Fagan and Fagan depending on who you talk to is a great guy some folks think he's 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 a crumb you know it depends on who you, who you talk to right. about it but Cuban referenced he you know he said that Fagan didn't do anything special didn't steer him didn't steer DeAndre toward him any more than anybody else yeah you know, but whatever. like would he say the opposite so exactly so it depends on where you want to, where you're coming from. But Dan Fagan didn't didn't tell Mark Cuban that DeAndre had changed his mind because I'm not even sure Dan Fagan knew. 
Right. So, and, this, that, and that says a lot because that's the one thing that I had uh, up until this article. Which that, is my point. That that's a lot of folks, but that's the one person you should stay in contact with is your agent. If you trust him, if you trust him, and, and, and if you thought your agent did right by you, this is now, If you don't you think just, your agent did right is, by you, now, I wouldn't have it. This is third agent. Now, 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 now that, that's, yeah. two, that's two things you just said that brings up a lot of questions. And then when you read the article, you realize that this is not the first. You know, DeAndre has gone through a lot of agents in the time he's been in the league. And they've all ended badly, including one that just basically went to court. And I don't know, uh, I didn't get a chance to finish reading the article, but it uh, referenced on the uh, amount of percentage of, of payment that was owed according to whom you ask. And that's not uh, what the two state. Uh, what you just mentioned about trust, stand in contact. It, 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 it's just totally, a big question. I'm in agreement with That's just a big question. I'm in agreement with you, and that's why I said a lot of this we get in there because we'll be the first one to talk about DeAndre Jordan if he loses all money and say, well, what kind of agent did he have and those kind of things that go down uh, in those frameworks. So we need to make sure that we're putting this blame on all the folks involved in regards to what's going on because we have a tendency to only point the finger at players as if they're the only individuals that can ever be culpable in any malfeasance. And just bear with me for a few minutes, colleagues and listeners. I'm going to read you a few comments from NBA Commissioner Adam Silver regarding the NBA moratorium regarding free agent, free agent period. Well, here's a quote. Well, what happened was, until the end of the moratorium, you could not have a binding agreement in our league. And everybody understood going into the moratorium just that nothing can be binding until you get to the end of the moratorium with a signed agreement having said that there's no doubt it's not what we we want to see happen of course DeAndre Jordan has apologized to Mark Cuban I mean it puts the Mavericks and Mark in a difficult position having said that I've talked to Mark directly about it he understood the system going in by the way, there's no one on the planet more competitive than Mark Cuban. I think he'll work through it, but it's not what we would like to see in our system. But on the other hand, people have to remember one of the reasons for the moratorium was it used to be a guy could go from being a player under contract to all of a sudden at 12:01 signing with a new team. And people would say, how in the world would that happen if he had been under contract and wasn't supposed to talk to, be talking to other teams? So everyone agreed we needed a period of time in which more than either in which more than either the player's existing team or some team that somehow miraculously had had a conversation with him <laughs> without having it directly, you needed an opportunity where other teams would have a chance to talk to that player. And now what happened in this case was, of course, his own team, and, and I don't know what the what the facts there are. And I'm sure we'll ultimately spend more time looking into it. But at least as reported, DeAndre Jordan, through the moratorium period, reached out, that's the report at least, and had second thoughts about leaving. Adam Silver goes on to say, I will say it's an imperfect system. There's no question about it. The question is, is there a better system? And that's something that the league office and the discussion with our owners we're always looking to do things better. 
it so happens we have an owners meeting here in Las Vegas on Tuesday. That we have a that, that place committee again. meeting. That place again. It's a nice place to be. Huh? We had a competition <laughs> committee meeting today. During the summer, Monday, good. <laughs> and there's no Plenty doubt degree. we'll spend time talking about it. I'm not sure they'll be. Excuse me. I'm not sure they'll be worried about the weather. They'll have money to make sure it's air conditioned where they at. I would hope so. They are, I should say. And there is no doubt we'll spend some time talking about it just to see that if there's a better way. And on top of that. It also is a part of our collective bargaining agreement as well. So even if we say, yeah, here's a better way of doing it, we cannot unilaterally change it. It has to be changed through a collective bargaining process. End quote. Now, that's going to be I like that. interesting how that gets resolved if you're using what transpired this summer as a reference point. Do you change the rule for something that happens every... And that's my question. So often? You adjust, you adapt. You adjust and you adapt. You just right, but I'm up on is do you change the rule? You can shorten the... The only thing you can do is shorten the moratorium period to... What, five days? You know, I'll, I'll pick, you know, agree on something. It is what it is. Yeah, but will that really change the fact that somebody or might change not, their mind? You know, things happen... It doesn't happen often, but it, it yeah, happens. Yeah, it doesn't happen often, so my point is I'm not sure if you change a rule for something that doesn't happen very often and change it to a shorten the days really doesn't change the framework of what's going on. I'm not sure how you can necessarily change it. Um, it's an open message. I think at the end of the day, as I said, it just depends on how people are. Most people do not really have a problem with him going back. A lot of it is about the fact that he didn't call. There are some people that says once you agree to something, you should stick to it. Yeah, that's a small faction of people. But overall, is it really that big a deal in the scheme of things? Depends on who you ask. You know, the Mavericks have regrouped. You know, they got a new center in Zaza Pachulia. They did go ahead and sign Wes Matthews and looking at other big men, athletic big men. Well, that's not, I won't say all athletic big men, one of them. JaVale McGee, and then old man Samuel Dallenberg. So let me ask so you this. Let me ask this question. Let's say they went after Joe. And he said, I'm thinking about it. They went after who? If they went after Jordan. Okay. And they were saying, he says, I like everything he's saying here, but I need some time to think about it. What's the difference? Then they probably would say, well, we don't have any time. Because we got to, we have, we have, Plan A, Plan B, Plan C. You don't think they would have given them more time? Yeah, they might have. May not have. You know, right. chances so are they like, might not. You know, it would have been a contingency, you know, in their mind. Okay, if he says yes, then we can do this, this, this. If he says no, then we got to go and do this. Right, and they still had a contingency you know, so. plan. But the question is, is how fast do you act on the contingency plan uh, if this is who you want? But he didn't, he didn't say he needed more time. Right, but that's what right. I'm saying. That's, no, I know if you're you saying, start well, yeah. playing these factors out, we're second guessing all of this. Sure, but I'm saying, really, in the big scheme of things, is it really that detrimental in terms of the NBA? Because you're talking about the NBA changing the rule. Obviously, it affected one team, uh, one way or the other, very harshly, uh, based on a decision. But that could happen regardless. Even if he followed the rule, it would have hurt the Clippers if they lost him. Uh, it's just. What happens in the NBA with free agency? Some win, some lose. I think a change will be made in the moratorium period. I'm not sure what that's going to be. I think something will. And the media were were uh, 
trying to stir the pot a bit as Commissioner Silver, you know, as I stated, NBA's meeting in Vegas, competition committee, etc. And uh, Doc Rivers and Rick Carlisle are members of that committee. So, <laughs> so colleagues were... That, that'll be an interesting were, handshake. They were, yeah. <laughs> if it comes to that. You know, I mean, it's, it's two grown men. Business is business, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's like they expect they, them to throw they, hands, whatever. They weren't going to do anything stupid. Yeah, the chicks are still... They're, they're grown men. You. They're not like some of these young men in college who seem to just have tempered problems and can't control their emotions. Yeah. yeah. You know, so... <clears throat> Doc, I know yeah, you're Maybe fan. if the college athlete was getting a check, maybe they could Possibly, well, you know... Become a little much more mature as well. Uh, uh, yeah, a, check, uh, a check above uh, the table rather than a handshake below the table. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Well, that that is true, Doc. I know you're a Cowboys fan. It's one of your few. Yes, I am. One of your few flaws. Uh, <laughs> quote: Is that right? As much as I love football, on my beautiful babies, I apologize, Cowboy Nation, but I will not be there if no deal. Hashtag fact. Who said that, Doc? Des Bryant, the wide receiver. The talented, ultra-talented wide receiver. Really? For the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I didn't ask him all that. I, I asked him who said that. I know. You know I know. I know. We weren't looking for, for superlatives and all from... from <laughs> all the matches. <laughs> yeah, well. Hey. He said he won't be in camp unless he has a long-term deal. He won't get a long-term deal. So I surmise he won't be in camp. Only concern I would have with him not going to the camp is he's such a well-built individual. Uh, if he doesn't um, get out there and move his muscles in terms of training, and he can do that in terms of training. But obviously it's something different in camp uh, when he finally comes into the season and plays. Uh, um, I hope he doesn't get injured in terms of pulling a, a muscle or something like that, which would really hurt him in terms of negotiation next year because he won't necessarily get the numbers he would need to show that he deserves the money um, he should get. The deadline for signing a long-term deal for folks in Desi's case is this Wednesday. If the players, these are all franchise tag players, by the way. <clears throat> if those players, if a franchise tag player has not signed by Wednesday, the franchise tag player will receive their pay for this season at their franchise tender if they agree to sign it which in Desi's case is $12.8 million. <clears throat> but he says that ain't a long-term deal, he will not be in camp. Good for him, especially with the way uh, the NFL, not for long, what you do to your body and injuries that can happen, it can change. Um, stand up. And this is, We've talked about this in terms of the NFL as they negotiate CBAs that they haven't been able to stand up. Maybe we finally have at least a case of a player that decides to make a statement. As a Cowboy fan, obviously I'd love to see him on the field, but more importantly, as a fan of individual rights and people taking care of themselves, particularly in a sport where um, it is massively celebrated and owners are ultra, ultra wish if we want to go back and use that word again. I don't have a problem with it. Okay, Doc. Wildcat, wild this is for you. <clears throat> Bryant, Bryant cannot be fined for missing training camp without signing his franchise tender, but would be forfeiting $752,000 for each 
regular season game missed oh, well. while not having the ability to get the long-term contract he desires. He'll be there opening day. If no money is, 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 is coming out of his pocket before then with no signature on uh, on record opening day, he'll be there the week, uh, the, the week of. I just see that happening, Doc. Just because it's, these guys understand, you know, where they have leverage at and where the team has leverage at. And if he knows he's not going to be losing any money, money coming out of his pocket, that's going to he'll show up over the, the, the week that they uh, get into the regular season. He'll be ready to go. Right, uh, which I think is a dangerous for him in regards to not being in shape and trying to come back and play some football. So, um I can easily see that happen. I can see him holding out a couple of games uh, on one side, and then he's such a competitive individual. I can see him, as you said, changing his mind as he gets halfway through it. But I think it'll be interesting to see. I think in a lot of ways he wants to make a statement. It's part of, of what's in his D- DNA, why he plays so well, yep. works so hard. So it'll be interesting to see. How far he's willing to go to make this statement? He's he's said it, and we'll see if he's willing to stick with it. And by the way, Doc, uh, when do you all, you know, not if college football is is right here amongst uh, uh, on our heels, pro football is right right behind it. Have you set your 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 draft picks and all for your for your fantasy league yet, Doc? No, I'm getting ready for all that. I've started putting some stuff together. It's coming quickly, and uh, we got to get that done. Got to get that done. Interesting thing you can put in here is the fact that you have uh, CAs, Tom Condon, and members of Rock Nation, and they've landed some mega deals. So they've really played very tough in their negotiations. So it'll be interesting to see. Can Jerry Jones, who has been the individual uh, that gets caught up oftentimes in excitement and really likes his players, uh, that he's thought are stars and have done a lot for him, he tends to pay him. And so, in a lot of ways, he's given, going against his nature. So, it's going to be interesting, can he hold out? He's been done relatively well over the last two years of making what many think are some strong, just plain football decisions. It'd be interesting to see if he can push forward because you have two uh, very influential organizational pieces. Again, we go back to the agent framework. Now, these individuals are agents, you know, have players, and they work for the players. So it's going to be interesting to see. Say that again. These agents work for the players. So they say. So it's they be better. No, that's they like, work for the that's players. What the players better realize. They may, they may manipulate the players, or the players may allow themselves to be manipulated. In fact, that the agent pushes various direction, um, and if their agents are worth some scruples. Uh, hopefully they wouldn't do that and definitely they're making sure financially they're taking care of the guys but we've seen that not to be a good thing right. late too so I think this would be interesting to kind of one to keep your eyes on to see how this plays out Sunday the Rockets it, it was reported that the Rockets have uh, will sign free agent guard Marcus Thornton played college ball at LSU Mark Berman reported it Fagan reported it I have it uh Made a blog post out of you. Go to Houston Round Bar View Men's Hoops blog and, and uh, check it out. Thornton is average. Good guy come off the bench. One year deal. Average 12.7 points, three boards, 
in his six-year NBA career. He's a career 36.2% three-point shooter with a career-high 41.9% from three last season in his 39 games with the Celtics. So I think it's an upgrade for the bench. He's younger than the old man, Jason Terry and Paolo Prigioni. So I think from that perspective, it's it, it's a good signing for, for the Rockets. Will be a good signing for the Rockets. Playing summer league ball, you can check that out. I really don't watch much summer league like I used to, because it's summer league. But uh, it's important for the players. Want to say, um, look this up. But Wildcat, we had joked about him and his not getting drafted. But young twin, one of the twins. Oh yeah! Oh yes. oh oh! Okay, Aaron, I, uh, yeah. Aaron Harrison. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Agreed to a two-year deal with the Charlotte Hornets. And two yesterday, year, two-year deal. Yes, mm-hmm. guaranteed or first year, I believe, is guaranteed. Both years not guaranteed. Pretty good. You get first year guaranteed. So I think he's getting partial guarantee. Well, yeah, but yeah. yeah. So there we go. So contribution. Will he, will he, he's he's played. He's look. He's played well in summer league. For uh, the Hornets. Now ball. I gotta watch. Yeah, to sign the two year deal, you would think that they've seen enough of what they want to guarantee the first year that they think at some point that he's gonna make the roster. So let, let me. You don't guarantee that kind of money, right? Let, let me. Gonna play uh, let's see here. It's you don't have to. Uh, hold on, hold on. It's a partial guarantee this season oh, okay. and a That's team option next year. So he's getting some guaranteed money. Okay. And now I'm gonna have to watch uh, some league. I catch some highlights now late at night. Yeah. That's what you want to do. Wildcat, who are you? <laughs> tell. Well, I got to do something. I mean, you tell, know. Well, you're about to go uh, hit yeah. the road to tell folks who you oh, are. Now, yeah, How can they yeah. find you? You can find me uh, online at the uh, media platforms. Facebook, Twitter, TweetDeck, Jerry L. Woodley Jr., J.L. Woodley 1, and SoundCloud, Blogger, YouTube, and AKSV, the CSR, the College Sports Report, and my I head off on Monday to Dallas for Big 12, Monday and Tuesday. Then I leave Dallas on Tuesday Tuesday evening for Wednesday, one-day event uh, in Boca Raton, Florida for a conference USA. Uh, I'm back for uh, the rest of the week dealing with the Doc's uh, uh, Deltas, they're in town for the weekend. <laughs> uh, and then I head back out on the road I'll for... in the hotel. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you because they, they're talking about they changing our hours. They, and our, they doc, have, they I, I can't have, stay late no more like I used to. They can have the house. I can't stay late no more like, like used to. They talk about 12 o'clock. I, I don't do them kind of long days no more. I understand. Uh, but get back Many to, of the ladies in my, my family are Deltas. So, you know, if any of y'all just want to, I'm at Twitter, T-H-E-H-R Review. <laughs> Hit me up on Twitter. Go to the KG and Wildcat Doc and Facebook page. And, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, toss it out there. But, <laughs> but it but, would be interesting if one of them listened to the podcast <laughs> and hit me up. That would be funny. <laughs> be quite funny. That would be kind of funny. But uh, on Tuesday, I'll be down in uh, late. But don't time. worry to the person who listens to this podcast. Don't worry. You ain't nothing to worry about. <clears throat> Go ahead. You know what? You may have to work. No, it's KG. He, he doesn't have to. He doesn't, 
<laughs> she has nothing to worry about. She has nothing to worry about. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> On Tuesday, I'll be headed down to Lake Charles for, for the Southland. I have yet to get the scheduling off for them uh, right now. But only, uh, and I'm waiting also on the schedule for the uh, American, which will be in Providence, uh, Newport, Rhode Island, the following week, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. And I'm looking forward to that trip. That's a lot of that's a lot of lot of travel there. And who are you again? I am Fifth Ward Wildcat, the college. No, that's thank you. The college what? College sports report. See who you again? What? The college sports report. The Fifth Ward Wildcat. I can. This this summer has been a good summer for me. Uh, I've had an actual, a real vacation, and I hadn't had one in a long time. Not a summer like this. Good for you. And I'm ready to, I'm re- ready to, to head, head out. Batteries recharge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's all good. And I'm looking forward to the uh, to the Rhode Island trip only because I figured out the travel show situation. Seeing as uh, oh, trust me now, you I wouldn't need, have made this trip. Yes, I, indeed. I, I wouldn't have emailed and said I was coming unless I had had it all figured out. And <laughs> uh, and I got my, got my ride from the airport to the uh, hotel yeah, and yeah, head back. Yeah, I, I'm good. You need to plan that trip. Uh, I'm learning that boy. You need to plan that trip. Yeah, mm. trust me, it's it's a lot complicated than it seems, folks. Traveling on the East Coast, especially up in the New England area, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I can give you a partial on Big 12. This is the schedule for Monday. TCU, Kansas, West Virginia, K-State, Texas Tech. I'm looking forward to talking to uh, Coach Patterson, uh, David Bailey, who's a new coach at Kansas, uh, Dana Hogerson, who was formerly an offensive coordinator here at U of H, uh, and uh, Coach Bill Snyder always is a, a good, uh, makes for good quotes. And I'll, and he just seems to not grow old at all. He's because <laughs> he always finds a way to get it done in a state where there's not a lot of big time ball players. He gets it done through the JUCO round. We've all seen what the, the end results and all. He's he's figured it all out. He's an, uh, uh, and he's rejuvenated every season with the young guys that come in. And he just has a way of just talking to them and just making them. Understand, this is how we do things here. Abide by the system, and we'll move on. And the young man and the, the youngest guy in the, in the group, Cliff Kingsbury, um, Texas Tech. It'll be, and it, he's had a, a interesting offseason, trying to get move some things around. His staff is is, is changing somewhat, but uh, it it will be interesting what. What Texas Tech, because I've heard uh, 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 what they do this year. Also, a lot of expectations. A couple of alumni that hadn't been uh, back to Lubbock in years uh, saying that they're going to make the trips. And from here to to, to uh, Lubbock, that's a pretty good drive. Because they're, they're all the driving type. They're not the flyers. They need to play some defense. Well, that, 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 that's the other thing. No. Folks are going back, you know, they're just going back because they got a young coach and they like what they're hearing when they when he uh, comes to town and talks to them. You know, talk to the alumni group. That's that's fine, but the shine is about to come off of, of Mr. Slick. Well, until he starts playing some defense. He hadn't moved. You know, everybody's making a <laughs> commitment. They making a commitment and all the stick commitment right to what? Now. Commitment to offense. Commitment to some defense. Right now, they they okay with what they got. They, okay. Yeah. But, We'll understanding that say. they have, understanding that what they that they've got. I to look make forward to your comments about this at the end of the season. Hey, 
Did you hear my comments now on next week when I get back? No, and they have a, if when they have a losing record and they're giving up 45 points a game, losing 45-42. It'll be interesting. You let me know what the thoughts at the end of the season. All right. Uh, and on Tuesday, it'll be Baylor, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and Texas. That group, it'll be interesting what everybody has to say uh, just because of who the uh, key position that guys graduated from, who's coming back. Who's going? You know, it's, and whether they're going, it's how much adapted they're, they're going to be. And then Baylor has the big kid, you know, the, the big four hundred pound player um, that they're looking at, kind of like working to a, like a refrigerator type situation this year. Uh, Coach Browse has, has mentioned that because uh, not only will he be pancaking, he'll be running folks over. Maybe <laughs> it, it's just be interesting. And Coach Strong, who's dealing with. Uh, on-field and off-field uh, situations, he's get, uh, get picking up recruits, but he's also losing them too. Guys just hadn't made the commitment. Like you said, Young hadn't made the commitment of where they want to work at and how hard they want to work. And so Strong is one of, the, one of those kind of guys that uh, straightforward with you. It's about work now. You know, now it's not about just wearing the, the, the Longhorn on the on the helmet and across the front. You got to burn, burn, burn the night off. Well, it's time for Oklahoma and Texas to make a move. Get good again. <laughs> make a move. That, and that's it. Well, we have to clarify for those who are not used to these <laughs> podcasts because we've also talked about them making a move as in leaving. The well, Big 12 are going somewhere Okay, else. all right. Then. Well, that's, that's, that's right. You, you're correct. We need to make, <laughs> make reference. Uh, they need to be moving back into the top five and t- number one position in college football, those two schools, because without that, Big 12 is just a Big 12. You know, it's just a name. It's not a brand. It's not uh, some uh, uh, a big five that you look up to. It's the Big 12 minus two. That's and, what it and, is. And it probably needs to, needs to be that. It's a conference outside of the championship race. Right now. And it's going to stay that way until those two schools exactly. make a move. Exactly. Correct. It's, and, folks, you need to understand that. You know, Baylor and, 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 and TCU, the alumni, God bless them. You just ain't it. <laughs> you just ain't it. And folks said that it, it, well, in the voting process. Baylor needs I, to understand the same. Baylor needs to realize something. That crumb, cream yeah, puff, non-conference guys needs to be upgraded. Yeah, they can help themselves if they schedule. But, you know, well, immediately. The only way that's going to happen is you, as, as coaches, you need to get together and basically say, we're going to stop just putting this, you know, this, this junking out in non-conference schedule and just make it and just we just going to lay it on the line and just get ready for con- and schedule who we need to schedule and get ready for conference play. Don't be putting swag schools. Don't be putting, you know. Uh, they don't put no swag schools. We take the money. <laughs> yeah. People, a couple of folks have put Southland schools on their schedule. Oh, well, yeah. They, they, they've put. Uh, well, I'm just saying, they hadn't put swag on there. We love for them to put swag on there in terms of the money. I don't like them type of games, yeah. but I'm saying let's I, not give them credit for something they're not doing. All right, then. But they have put Southland schools on the uh, uh, on the schedule. Yes, they have. Brought them in and, it, and just beat them down and, <laughs> and gave them their money and sent them on home. Correct. You need to take them off the schedule. Correct. It's got. It just got to happen. Correct. And uh, uh, you, you, you mean games like against Liberty? Yeah, Abilene Christian. 
Northwestern State. Two, and two Southland schools. And word. You Three Southland schools. You mean that? UTSA, those kind of games? Those games? Yeah. That's ridiculous. And Conference Call USA. is a big-time program. Please. Conference USA on the next tier. I said it. Yeah. And I'll say it again and again and again to upgrade that, that crappy non-conference schedule. Yeah, and even if you talk about it outside of that, what fans really want to see that? You know, and, that, and, and that's what, that's the other thing that bothers me, too. You know, the fans don't uh, – I take that back. Southland fans, they they don't mind because they they going to see, they showing up. But if you're a, a SEC school, why would you be putting yourself in that situation? That's what I just asked. What fans want to see that? But you show up on Saturdays, fill the stands up. No, they haven't. You know, it, that's been an issue. It's not. It's not like it used to. Well, they hadn't been. Fans up. don't want to spend that money to see blowouts against. Inferior opponents. Mm-hmm. Who's the most recent? Um, somebody just scheduled Sam Houston here recently, and folks showed up. I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, drawing up senior moment here. I know Texas a and played them either last year or the year before. Okay, that, that's all right. But still, I'm saying they hadn't showed up at the same numbers when they showed oh, up. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They show up. They're going to get fans and stands, but they hadn't been sold out to capacity. Um, so my point is is that fans really don't want to see this. And at some point, yeah, you get your television contracts. How much uh, do the television st- uh, networks yeah. want to show games like this? See, I think that's what that's, that's when they go to those lower tier uh, networks and all and use when they when they drop those teams there in and non conference. And yeah, let me. Say, but because that's the other thing that that everybody's supposed to be talking about this year, you know the the network tiers uh, with these with the secondary with the second tier conferences like Conference USA, uh, the American, and uh, who else is the Mac, uh, the uh, Mac, Mac, uh, the WAC, yeah, some uh, to some degree maybe Mount yeah. West, yeah. You know, they sorry, just sorry, move. boys. State. Yeah, you still ain't a big boy. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. But uh-huh. go ahead. Just for those folks, say I'm piling on Baylor and their weak non-conference schedule. U of H, my alma mater. This coming season, Tennessee Tech, Texas State, but they're playing at Louisville, and they're playing Vanderbilt next year. They're playing Oklahoma in NRG Stadium. At Texas State, they're playing Louisville. And they're playing Lamar. That's better than your man, our Browse non-conference schedule. Lamar? I said Oklahoma and Louisville. I, I, Baylor's best opponent is SMU and Rice next year, 2016. Baylor's next. Then we get eight years from now, we got Utah playing Baylor in 2024. That's Baylor. Lamar? So they don't have a power five. Non conference team on the non conference kid. Hmm. It's just I don't I don't I don't get it. But it's a question that comes up and all every year at the same thing, you know, why schedule certain schools and SMU Baylor's non conference this year. SMU, Lamar and Rice. Next year. Lamar, Southland State, huh? SMU and Rice. Twenty seventeen. Liberty, UTSA and Duke. Twenty eighteen. Abilene Christian, UTSA, and Duke. 2019, Incarnate Word, UTSA, and Rice. 2020, La Tech. 
We begin a series of live tech in 2020 for the next three years after that, 2020, 2021, and 2022. And depending on what transpires the year before or during the summer, or somewhere along the way, during the, even during the season, they'll probably buy somebody out and schedule a reschedule somebody else. Because that'll happen. I mean, they just you, do. You heard it. You heard Baylor's non-conference schedule. Exactly. Checking your head says it all. 2017 for U of H at Arizona, Texas Tech, Rice. 2018 at Rice, Arizona, at Texas Tech. 2019 at Oklahoma, Kansas. I think we see who has tougher schedule and who doesn't. Yeah. It's not even worth talking about. So, you know, maybe you should ask your, your man on record what he's planning to do to upgrade his non-conference schedule. I will, and then he'll say, "Well, you know, we play in a bit. We play in the toughest conference in football, which ain't true." But he will say that with a straight face. <laughs> we'll find out. So anyhow, <clears throat> and oh, and let me finish up on the conference USA uh, yes. on that media schedule. Uh, it's one day uh, event Tuesday on the twenty uh, second. Uh, they've got. Uh, it's like one day events, huh? You know, and it, it's the same thing as basketball media day. I know, cattle call, and that's a big conference. That's a lot of work, huh. a lot of work. Doug and KJ and I have have ventured through. When you're working together in teams, in tandem, it, it's it's one thing. But when you're working by yourself, it can be a nightmare. Yeah. And football, everybody shows up, and everybody wants to, wants to ask the question. And sometimes you get hurt, sometimes you don't. But uh, the one thing that I did see uh, was uh, for Conference USA, only one, two, three, four, five quarterbacks will be at Media Day. Jacquez Johnson from Florida Atlantic, Jeff Driscoll from Louisiana Tech, Shula Bentley from Old Dominion, Dreyfus Jackson from Rice, and Brandon Darty from uh Western, uh, Western Kentucky. Uh, Shuler uh, and Dreyfus, you know, the two kids from Texas, where well, Shuler is actually from here, uh, he is, Shuler is expected to be the quarterback, uh, top quarterback this season, just because he's had he's had a better upswing up so far and, and had more time out on the field. Dreyfus is getting into his... Uh, is it too early for you, sir, to... Uh, Give a any thoughts on who's the team to beat in Conference USA? Yes, um, hadn't did it. And when I say I took a vacation, I really took a vacation. Um, That's no problem, I, and I'm glad. That, I'm glad you finally did that. Yeah, because so, y'all looking at me to, to look like all right. You get you putting a lot on your table and all right. But yeah, yeah I took a lot yeah. of. I took. I really took a vacation. Uh, well but, deserved. Uh, Indeed, and so you got time. Yeah, in August, I look forward. Oh to yeah, yeah. Discussing conference USA. Let me know. Oh where yes, we pick rice in the in the conference. And I, I and to be honest with you, I expect a lot out of them because, they because. Ex- they're expected to go bowling again. Aren't? Yes, they are. Yes, and if they don't, I'll be upset, and I will mention as such. Probably get run off in the process, but I don't care. That's quite all right because that's what we do here on the KG Fifth Ward Wildcat. And Doc podcast, we give you our opinions, but we base it, we base them on information that we receive, hear, read, are told, etc. <clears throat> Anything y'all want to add before we close it out? 
Nah. Other than Doc, good travels. Thank you. And uh, looking forward to hearing from you. You know I'll be watching on stream to, to see how how the broadcast looks this year. Thank I had my you. comments and all on last year's uh, broadcast, but uh, I will definitely be paying attention. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm excited about getting down there and um, having my students that are going down there. Oh, okay. They're magic in terms of getting their first foray into what what transpires. Yep, and answering some questions. They'll actually get a chance to record and get on the mic. We'll practice the night before because we're hitting down Thursday. Get a chance mm -hmm. uh, to warm up to it, and hopefully uh, they'll take off, take on to it, and get get to work. So I look to. Ha have some quotes for you all when we get back on the next podcast. Real quick, any thoughts on <clears throat> um, the Golden Women that happened to play for the Houston Dash not playing Sunday night in the home opener? Not home opener, but the return as a Dash had. I was disappointed in that. I definitely can understand. <clears throat> they put a lot of strain on their bodies and probably needed that rest and deserved that rest. But I'm sure a lot of fans went out there to celebrate them and would have loved to see them on the field. So they, they were there. They took pictures and things, but they did not play last night. We're talking right. about Carly Lloyd and so Megan Klingenberg and Julie to hear Johnston. When that took place, but I definitely can understand. It happens. Um, I know one and, thing. And the dads lost to Chicago two to one, by the way, too. So. I, I know one thing for sure. <clears throat> they went uh, this weekend. Was interesting over at Dynamo Stadium. That was a lot of soccer being played. A lot. Folks were on there. Uh, they, they were out and about, you know. And to get a packed house, that's 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 what you look forward to. You you do well, but like you said earlier, now you got to start winning. Now that you got the folks in the stands, you got to start winning. And since we're talking a little bit of soccer, you got the Gold Cup here. U.S. is playing tonight. Panama should be interesting to see as they make it through the round. Yesterday, U.S. Is already, U.S. already won the group. They already won the group. Exactly. So they the group. And uh, so then in a uh, knockout round of. Oh, no, they'll start. They'll, they'll start the yeah. first round, but after two games, uh, based on how everybody is oh, okay. playing, okay. they've already moved forward. The interesting one now is Mexico, as they tried, tied 0-0 Guatemala yesterday, oh. which was a major upset. Um, yeah. And now Trinidad, who has won their first two games, oh. won over Cuba 3-1, to one, I believe it was, or 3-0. And then one yesterday, two, two to nil as they got it done. They actually lead the group with six points as Mexico is sitting at four, which uh, brings up an inter interesting game between uh, Trinidad and Mexico. The other hot news that's coming out of the Gold Cup is the fact that they had um, some defections from the Cuba team, a player and a coach. Oh. Um, they've given up eight or nine goals in the first two games, so. Is that struggling good? mightily, so it'll be interesting to see how that continues to move forward, particularly now that you have some of this talk with them opening them back up, uh, the relationships in terms of with Cuba and the United States. Now, you th now let me ask this question, relating it to sports and, and to everyday uh, politics, do you think that was another part of the situation, you know, as, as far as opening doors and all, and hoping it would stem the tide of defection amongst the athletes back and forth uh, from Cuba to here? No, uh, I don't think the U.S., in terms of its corporate mindset, really deals with people when they make decisions at their level. They might would like us to believe this, but this is about 
uh, big time money and the opportunity with a country so close to us not being able to exchange uh, foreign goods uh, is not good for corporate businesses and I think it's more along with that framework that the decision made rightfully so I might add I think that it needed to be made but I think it has less to do with people or um, communism those kind of things that they talk about loosely in terms of the social framework um, this is a business decision at a very high level and we're going to wrap it up with that with a business decision at a very high level we talked about a lot of things on the KG 5th Ward Wildcat and Doc Podcast. Thanks to the new listeners we got on SoundCloud. Thanks to the information we got via China. I'm telling you, <laughs> listeners, we're, we're global. And it's, yeah, that's, and mo- it's because that's of moving you. In, that, now, that's moving into real numbers, there, as they say. It's because that's, of you. That's your moving into real numbers. Your, your tweets and your retweets and, and uh, visiting, listening to us on SoundCloud, listening to us on iTunes. Checking us out on the uh, KG and Fifth Ward Wildcat and Doc Facebook page. We uh, thank you very much for your support. Football season is is uh, right here. Got media days. The SEC started today. Doc is going to be on the road this week. Wildcat's going to be on the road next week. Going to bring back some quotes, right? Yep. <clears throat> Absolutely. So we're going to have those for your listening enjoyment as well as the wonderful knowledge we give you with our manly voices. Because we are three classic men. That's a reference to my buddy right there who listened to us also. So, a lot of different ways to interact with us on the social media platforms. I am KG of the Houston Round Ball Review. HoustonRoundBallReview.com Houston Round Ball Review on YouTube. Houston Round Ball Review on Instagram. Hit me up on Twitter at TheHRReview. We're going to wrap it up as I always do. Not sure when we're going to have our next podcast, but we'll let you know. You can We'll hit you up on the, one of the social media platforms to inform you of our next podcast. Thank you very much, fellas, for your time and your knowledge and your insight. Gonna wrap it up as I always do. In conclusion, be true, be cool, and do more.